0: This podcast is produced by Unedited. This thing about getting more out of life, experiencing love at a deeper level, uh, experiencing more, uh, having less resistance, less on your mind, it all points back to you, your ego trying to clasp onto life and have concrete answers and make sense out of things and know what you've got to do next. That all doesn't exist. And when you can embrace that, you can be okay with taking a loss, you can be okay with things not going the way you wanted them to, if you're going to release control.
1: That's Sachin Sharma and this is episode 194 of In The Moment with me, Alex Manzi. I'm a life coach and this podcast is all about self-development and helping you find more clarity and happiness in life. And each week we hear the stories and tips from some of the most inspirational people in the world learning how to take the small steps every day to improve your mental, emotional, physical and spiritual health. But before we jump into this week's episode, I just want to let you know that the very last few copies of the first print run of my book, The Search for Clarity, are nearly all sold out. And this book shares my experiences and biggest learnings from my personal development journey and tips on how you can create a better life for yourself. And as there's only a few copies left, I'm offering an exclusive 20% off to listeners of this podcast. All you have to do is use the code PODCAST20 on the checkout. And for more information on the book or to grab your copy, simply head to thedreamersdisease.co.uk forward slash clarity. So on this week's episode, I am joined by Sachin Sharma, who is my friend. Uh, He's an incredible coach and he has recently become my coach as well. Sachin is all about spiritual wisdom and self-development. And I love his kind of really direct but funny style and the way that he explains things in such a really simple way and breaks it down in a really understandable, digestible way. And this is the third time that Sachin has appeared on the podcast. So, if you want to hear more about him and his inspiring journey into what got him into coaching, go and check out episode 102. It's all about his backstory, which is really amazing how he managed to turn his life around from something that was so negative into something that is now so positive. And during this conversation, we spoke about the difference between being versus doing, what it means to have no thoughts, and how the journey inwards can be the most fulfilling. So the aim of this podcast is to inspire. So if you like what you hear in this episode, be sure to share it with a friend and spread the love. But right now, let's jump straight in and hear from Sachin. So man, like Sachin, what's happening? What's good in your hood, Chief? <laughs> I'm all good, man. I'm all good. Um, thanks for joining me today, man. Like I think we have had some very interesting chats and times over the past couple years or so since we've known each other, um, and that's led to you becoming my coach as well as a friend. And it's... It's amazing, like sharing conversations with you, whether they're recorded or not, and um, because we just we go off on tangents, and I love that, and I, I already love how I know this conversation could go anywhere. So I hope that people who are listening are ready for that.
0: Oh, I don't know if anyone can be ready for that. Man. <laughs> Whenever I come on here, I'm about to cause some waves.
1: Yeah, do you know what? To be honest, the first the first interview we did, I had so many people um reach out to me about that episode like oh my god it resonated so much because it's all about like your backstory and migrating to coaching and like all the kind of struggles and stuff and had so many people like oh my god like i really resonated with that because it's kind of like i guess because we we know each other we were talking on the level as well as it being an interview and it just hit with so many people which was wicked
0: i love love that man yeah and i'm i'm looking forward to bringing my a-game to everything i do
1: yeah of course man so tell me about like some the most thing I'm interested in about you right is I've seen your journey over the last couple of years both per, like personally business and everything but I have to say and I think I said this to you recently in a voice note like I have seen such a big shift in you recently in like the last two three months so what's caused that shift and what have you learned in that in this time that's sort of changed something for you
0: Oh man. Uh yeah. So okay, here's here's a good way to describe it. Uh it's like up until so I started my business 2017, right? Up from 2017, 18, 19, those 3 years I was living at let's let's say 500 miles an hour. And then within the last year I've slowed down from 500 to maybe like 250 i don't know exactly this is just giving you a gu- guideline of where i'm at and um the biggest shift has just been that and so i have a massive ego right I, I think it's a great thing you know you can use it to achieve things blah 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 but it can also be a barrier to uh to love it can mm. stop the entry of love into your life and this is the biggest thing that's happened for me over the last six months is really chipping away at that ego man like I had a lot of rules about how I should live my life because of what's happened in the past. Um, and, and there's, there's, you know, we all do that. We all create rules based on experiences, but I realized all I've been doing is adding more like armor to my ego and mm. making it like, you know, making it indestructible and, and making sure I stay safe. And, uh, another thing that happened is I've had a huge shift around my interactions with women. Um, As in like, how can I explain it? I met someone who I thought, I haven't wanted a serious relationship for six years. When I say serious, I mean, I haven't wanted to be with someone intentionally, to be with them long-term, get married, blah, blah, blah. Then I met this person and I was like, oh, wow. Like I could actually see myself being with them. Got to know them more and more. And for them, it wasn't the right time. But this for me, it was like I met, a reflection of myself. Mm. And, and it was really hard to, to, like, to deal with that. So I got humbled every week for like six weeks in a row. And I spent six weeks every session talking with my coach about this one situation. <laughs> and honestly, man, I think is the best thing that ever happened to me because it really showed me one, why are you looking at, for women right now? Number two, why are you talking to the women you're talking to? And number three, the biggest thing, and this is the thing that changed is has changed me in a massive way recently. Don't give to people. Okay. I'll put it into the context for me. Don't give to the this woman because you want it to go somewhere. Mm. Don't, don't give to people. Don't be nice to people just because you want to get something in return. Oh, if I, if I'm nice to her and I take her to these places, or if I show her this, if I give her that, then she'll see this in me. And honestly, man, that's, that's the hardest thing is, you know, you want, I I'm, I'm a Leo, right? Uh, I don't, I, I like astrology, like 10, 12%. I'm not a, a massive <laughs> fanatic, right? I, I do specific. like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got a, ge- a Leo sun and a Gemini moon. So Leo is like, I, I love to be, I love to have ego strokes. Right? I love it when someone can see something in me that I see and I like it to be celebrated. But if I can do that for myself, then what do I need other people for? Mm. And that on its own, just going within we, we talk about going within, doing the inner work, blah, blah. that's what you can see. The result is, you know, I've been in the cave as I like to call it for the last six months. And uh, I'm going a bit further in today, as I told you before we started <laughs> yeah. recording, but uh, yeah, I, that's kind of what, what's been happening.
1: What I find really interesting is like, I kind of feel like I went on a similar journey last year, whereas like I was giving myself to someone so much and, almost expecting something in return, which kind of led me on this journey of like detachment and non-attachment and understanding that when you attach yourself to an outcome, you create an expectation of that outcome. And when you don't get the outcome you want, you feel bad, which is kind of what we all do around so many things, right? But when you, when you break it down like that and go, okay, I feel bad because I wanted this outcome, because I expected it, because I gave expecting I would get the outcome. It's only me who has caused the bad feeling because I was giving, expecting something in return. That I wasn't getting, and I read a really interesting article, um, this week or last week from, uh, it was a Tim Ferriss interview in GQ and he mentioned how he's gone on such a massive self-improvement journey over, you know, the course of his career, which is kind of what he's known for, but he's found recently that it's failed him because he's still been unhappy within himself. So the journey that he's now sort of going on is more a journey of self-acceptance and journeying inwards rather than going outwards to serve himself inwards. And I thought that was like fascinating.
0: I love that. And, and it points to something else with the outside in nature of misunderstanding. So my misunderstanding was this hasn't happened. That's why I feel like this. And that's all outside it. Your, your feelings don't come from the circumstances. It comes from how you think about it. And good old Timmy, Timmy yeah. F. I fucking love that guy. Mm. Um, there's, there's something he said a long time ago which really made me laugh. It's that story about how he won a kickboxing competition mm. in Japan and he didn't even train. He just pushed everyone out because he was heavier, right? It, it reminds me of how you can cheat life to an extent there's a lot of stuff that you cannot cheat, and the people who who do it the hard way, let's say, or who don't try and cheat it, that's uh, you know you'll see them. They'll they'll get they'll change a lot, and you'll be like, "Well, what happened to you?" And it's like, "Yeah, I I I did some shit that you can't cheat."
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I think like it's when you when you try to find those shortcuts, those cheats, that's when you're you're deflecting away from yourself. And that's why I think the journey inwards is the most fulfilling, the most rewarding. So how, how's that journey like looked for you? Like what's the the inward journey that you've been going on and like what you've been learning about yourself? Mm.
0: So I have this, this journal, it says you got this shit on the front. It's very cool. Uh, Since what March time, I guess Uh, I've been, I've been doing a lot more self-reflection. So Okay, this is this is useful for everyone who's listening, right? Uh, if you don't want to feel like a crazy person, get some headphones, put them on, and put plug them into your phone, and make an audio recording, a new audio recording, and just start talking about your shit. You don't need to send it to anyone. You don't need to send it to me. I'm probably not going to listen to it. We got stuff to do. I ain't got I ain't got hours and hours to listen to you. Whatever this is, however, it's going to be really good for you, even if you listen to it or not. Now, if I showed you my voice notes, I've got two three hundred voice notes just sitting there i'm probably never going to listen to them again but it's that self-reflection and when i say self-reflection i don't mean i'm sitting there like you know these epic philosophers <laughs> i've got some great ideas that no one's ever heard of it's not about that it's just hmm, i acted a bit weird today why why did the the pigeon flying in front of my car get me into a bit of a a, 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 well, a huff shall we say why did that happen? Or this person said this thing and, and it brought up some ego stuff for me. Why, why? What's that all about? And I just start talking about it openly to myself and something changes. It's no longer. Okay. I'll give you a good example. Right? So uh, I'm practicing. I don't even know what you want to call it. Uh, I'm just not having sex for a while. Right? So uh, it's not how I used to do it. How I used to do it, it was like, no, this is bad. Don't do it. Uh, uh, I was really dead against it because I had a lot of problems to sort out in my own my own heart and my mind, right? Now it's different. It's much more about I don't want to do it right now because I don't want to do it for the wrong reasons. So I had this temptation, shall we say, to ask – I, I was going to say to a woman I met, hey, I like you. Uh, let's go do something together. And then in my self-reflection time, I was like, this is the journey within. Why do I want that? Mm. what's it going to do for me? So if I look at it outside in, it's, oh, well, doing that is going to make me feel good, right? But that's a misunderstanding because my feelings don't come from circumstances or events or people or anything. My feelings come from how I think right now. So if I go inside out and say, why do I want to do this? I'm doing it for a feeling it could give me, but I could have that feeling right now anyway. So why would I do that? Mm. It's like you you want to go to Edinburgh, why are you going to drive to Southampton first? There's, there's no need. You just go straight to where you want to go. That's like in a nutshell what's been happening for me also like I've really started to uh, like deepen my understanding of why do I want to have women in my life? And I don't mean like loads of women and wow, look at me. I, I'm not, I'm not really into the Danville's area and who Hefner type shit. When I say women, it's like well, I don't want to spend time around women um, with, with the intentions of having sex. Most of my friends are women. Uh, no, no, now it's about half, half, but I have a lot of friends who are women. When I spend time with women in the context of sexual relationships, that just understanding what I wanted to get from that is a result of the journey within that I went mm. on. So lots of this self-reflection I've been talking about and abstaining. And I don't mean this in a non fun way. I don't mean it as if no, man, you can't do it. And how dare you do it? It's not a judgment thing. It's a, it's an experiment, right? Just, just like if you're eating and you say, yeah, I'm going to go without cheese for a bit. Let's, let's see what happens. I'm doing the same thing. I'm spending time with, with people, but I'm taking that out of it. I'm taking all the uh, intentions and possibilities of sex out of it to see what difference it makes for me. Cause at one point I realized if this isn't making me happy, So I need to understand what do I want from women? And you you, you can't find those answers on Google. (laughs) (laughs) You can try. (laughs) Yeah. So so really like that's in essence what the journey within means for me. I picked a very good example because that's something that I'm working on right now. Um, But you could do this with your health. You could do this with your mental health. You can do this with your business, whatever it is. Uh, Just it's taking that time. For you to to look at the data in your life and create new sets of data, treat a year like a big experiment and just see what you want to play around. With.
1: Exactly, and it's kind of like it's almost like a game of chasing the why, or like I think I've heard, I think Jay Shetty or someone it may not have been him. I've just credited him for no reason there, but it called the the why ladder, and it's like you go on like you start with okay why is it that I want to have this feeling with this person or doing this thing or whatever? Okay. It's because this, okay. And then why is it that I want to feel like that? Okay. It's because of this. Well, why is it that I now want to chase this or feel that? And you just keep chasing that. Why until you get to the the real answer of what it is that you're you want. And it could be that I just want to feel loved or I just want to be happy or I just want to, whatever the, the core of it is, You can always get to it by keep asking why, 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 and chasing that answer to go deeper and deeper and deeper through the levels inwards. It's like inception. You've got to go through the levels of the dreams to get to the actual point. And sometimes you have to do that and understand that actually you're creating an idea in yourself for a feeling that you want through this experience. Whereas like you said, you can can have that feeling right now anyway.
0: Yeah, and that's the craziest thing. I'll tell you something really personal. This is something that I discovered in myself. I wanted women to like me, to have sex with me, to compliment me or whatever it is, so that I could feel good about myself. And I didn't even realize that's where it was. I went deeper and deeper into why. And then I figured out, okay, well, this is it. Why would I need that? Oh, because I don't celebrate these things in myself. If a woman says to me, I was actually so smart, I'm not going to be like, oh, I don't know. No, I'll be like, yeah, no, man. Shit, finally you see this in me. But why do I need someone else to give me that? It's got to come from me first. And when I cherish those things and celebrate those things about me, other people can see it from a mile away. And I think it changes, like it's changed everything for me, man. But it, that's the the, the the misunderstanding that a lot of people have. If I make this much money, if I have this sex, if I if this person tells me they love me, if blah 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 these things don't create feelings mm, it's the uh, thoughts that we have around it
1: yeah and i think that that's where this idea of slowing down really helps right because you know one of the things that you've been really great on helping me with is with with coaching and with with like the coaching business is like slowing down the idea of what it is that i'm trying to achieve because when you do sit here and, you know starting from pretty much zero straight away you're like right i need to earn x amount because i need to pay x and i need to live x type of life and that can be you know you saying you want to earn 250 grand a year because you want to live an extraordinary life or just your bare minimum of i don't know 30 40 grand a year so that you can cover your Mm -hmm. bills and live your day-to-day life without any sort of stress but when you start trying to chase that outcome of like i need i need this this thing to happen so that i can have this you're just putting yourself back on the train of like endless, like chasing the carriage in front of you. It's like it's like being on like the, you know, like the tube and it's like looking through the window and you're like, I really want to like get to that person, but they keep moving further away. Well, yeah. Cause you're on a carriage that is also moving with them. You're moving at the same speed. You're never going to catch it. And it's like slowing down like that and seeing actually, if you just take it slower and this could be with anything, right. It doesn't have to be work, but this is just a relevant situation in terms of our relationship as a coach and a coachee, it could be anything. It could be your health, right? So for example, I've got a really bad back at the minute because I fell off my skateboard, landed awkwardly and my back hurts. But I could be really frustrated and be like, I want to be, i want my back to be better. I want to move freely again. But there's no point thinking like that. All I can think is that actually, if I, if I look at today, if I can do 10 minutes of stretching in the morning and maybe 10, 15 minutes of stretching in the evening, that's going to benefit me in a month's time, two months time, three months time, six months time. But you have to look at it from that, that point of view of like, what's the here, what's the now that I can do, that I can focus on, that's going to have the benefit going long-term. So like for you, what's what's that slowed down approach taught you about business, about life, about yourself, about mm. everything?
0: Yeah, man. We could, we could just spend the, the whole day just talking yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess like, when it comes to slowing down, what, what does it really mean? Okay, here's a really good example, right? So at one point, my dad and I worked very close, uh, in, in close proximity to each other. One time, my dad didn't take his car to work, so I dropped him to work, then I drove to my workplace, and then in the evening, I went to pick him up and drove back home. On the way back home, I'm like rushing, right? I'm like, I want to get home, I want to play PlayStation, leave me alone, don't talk to me. And my dad's just finished the day of work. He's like 50-something at the time, right? he's like, oh, son, why don't we take the scenic route home? I'm like, what? Are, are you st- do you not hear what I just said? I'm in a rush, man. I want to get home. Talk about, talk about scenic route. Shut up, man. I didn't, talk, I didn't try to hear that. And he's like, no, but look at all this traffic, you know, the motorway. You could go on the highway and it would take you a very similar amount of time than it would if you took the scenic route, which feels slower because you're not moving at the same speed as everything else, but you get more out of, out of that journey. So I listened to him, uh, one of the few times I've listened to my dad in my (laughs) life, and uh, we took the scenic route home. Instantly, my shoulders relaxed, my jaw relaxed, uh, my chest like loosened a little bit, and I could just drive without like, you know, trying to to get home. And it's the same with life. You know, uh, there's this one track mind which moves a thousand miles an hour. That's you on the motorway or the highway, right? You're just lining up behind loads of other cars and you're trying to get ahead. Mm. Then there's the scenic route, which looks like it's going to take forever, but they take very similar amounts of time. The scenic route, when you slow things down in your life, it just means, okay, well, I have this expression, right? Slow and steady enjoys the journey. There's no race. ain't trying to win nothing. Enjoys the journey when the scenic route, what does that mean? I'm going to see the trees. I'm going to see a little baby deer. Oh, that's cute. And you know, that. You wouldn't see that if you're taking the fast route. Similarly, when it comes to business, if I slow everything down, I can see way more opportunities than I can if I'm moving a million miles in a minute. right? So here's another good example. Someone contacted me saying, hey, Sachin, really love what you're doing. Uh, I'd love to have a conversation with you. When my mind was moving really fast, I would say, yeah, great. Let's have a conversation. Let's see if I can coach you. Blah blah. That was a few years ago. When I started slowing down, I would ask this person, hey, thanks for checking out the page, whatever, what what makes you what makes you say that it would be helpful for you to have a conversation with me? It's not about that person. It's about me making sure I'm the right person to talk to you. Because you might need something that I can't give you. Mm. And why waste both of our times when I could have just referred you to someone else in the first place? That's business definitely helped. With relationships, it's been amazing because now i'm no longer in a rush to get anywhere else and sex is no longer important it's much more like sex is like a fork when you're eating a meal right Mm. i go for a steak and the fork is both everything and nothing you need the fork to eat the meal but you don't it's not special it's just a fork and that's when that when i got that from slowing down and seeing the world very differently everything changed yeah. I stopped caring. I like There's this thing. Um, look, I, I, we're going on to a different subject here, but there's this thing about, Oh, like I've got lots of women friends. Like they say, uh, I'm going to make him wait before we have sex. Mm. And I said to one of my friends, listen, yeah, while you're making him wait, he's building up the resentment towards you. Then when you have sex, what do you have to offer after that? And when I started doing it backwards, so what do you have to offer after that first? Not mm-hmm. having sex with someone, nothing like that. Just looking at that, that's what it meant for me to slow down. Because before it was like, oh, my God, wow, we're so physically connected. Great. But what do you have after that? So in relationships, it's really helped me to slow down to what could I have with you before I get into any mm. of that? Because you might just be a great friend. We don't need to have sex. Cool. And it saved me a lot of headache and a lot of hassle. And it's making me happier because I don't want to be with anyone else. If this gonna drag down my happiness? Mm. Sometimes you meet someone, and this has happened to me in the past. I'd convince myself that they're amazing, that I love them, and whoa, whoa, whoa. after we have sex, it's like, where the hell did that all go? Because mm. that was the only thing I was holding out for. And this is, you know, dude, this is me being very, like, very open with everyone. I don't, like, I don't hide this shit because I know it can help other people. When I say it, I've slowed down to get to this point, I just mean like. I'm not trying to steer things in a certain direction because that's what happens when you speed up with your thinking. Oh, if I do this, then it might mean that, that, and then this, and then life ain't a porno, bro. Can't script this shit. So relationships, business has really helped with my health too. So I had a knee injury. Um, Last year I was playing tennis and uh, I stomped on the ground really hard. And like, so let's say your knee is like this, right? That's the outside of your knee and it's facing out. The top part of my knee where it connects to my quadricep, I think mm. it dipped like that. Mm. Something, yeah, when I was playing tennis. So me being very sped up at the time, having to slow down, it forced me to take time out. Then when I went back in the gym, I was doing the leg press and I hyperextended my legs. So that same knee got hurt again.
1: Yeah.
0: I had to slow down again. No more deadlifts, no more squats. We've got to change the workout routine. Do you know what the most fascinating thing is? All of those injuries forced me to do the one thing that actually helped me recover the most i slowed down the actual speed that i walk at mm. i was walking in central london a couple of weeks ago and someone behind me was like this idiot why is he walking so slow and I'll, i'm not even going to apologize for anymore bro walking slow old people are smart man <laughs> they do it and I, I knew that they had something up their sleeve you know I, i'm considering getting a walking stick because it forces you to slow how you're walking and my joint around my knee feels way more sturdy and um yeah so the only area i haven't slowed down in is getting tattoos because i just, <laughs> I just uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get there in the end maybe
1: <laughs> yeah but you kind of do because you, you need to get the right design you know you don't just go in and go right Tattoo me, <laughs> roar on me. <laughs> you, you, you slow down the process by finding the design. You've got you know you all of yours are like pieces of art. So it's like there's no there's no speed in like designing that or finding the right person to tattoo that on you. You still have to slow down the approach. A sped up approach would be like walking in and be like, right man, I want a dinosaur tattoo. Like give it to me now. Like where have you got? Where have you got? Like where you want to draw? Draw it. Like, hit me on the arm right now. Let's go. That would be. Do you know what I mean? That would be the equivalent so it's
0: yeah
1: t- definitely it is slowing down maybe maybe the, the 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 time frame that you you have in between getting each tattoo is sped up I don't know but the whole process is um yeah I wanted to talk to you about something really interesting because I was listening to your episode this week of your podcast or youtube or IGTV, whatever people watch it mm-hmm. on and what you learned this week and you um were speaking a lot about the difference between being and doing so can mm-hmm. you explain what that is
0: yeah man so here i'll use patience as a good example right um you know we hear this all the time and you're you're hearing from me from time to time as well yeah it's gotta be patient you gotta stay in the game blah blah um you can you can be patient or you can try and do patience right let's let's look at doing patience what does that mean pacing up and down Hmm. you know like trying to pass the time, trying to like, you know, oh yeah, I'm just trying to be patient, man. Um, it's like, you know, you're waiting for a job interview. No, fuck that. You're waiting for an Amazon parcel, right? And <laughs> yeah. every day you're, you're, ch- you're checking the notifications. <laughs> you're checking the tracking ID. You're checking everything. That's doing patience. Because it's on the forefront of your mind and you've, you're trying to do something with the thoughts that you're having, right? When you're being patient, You're not, your being dictates what you do. So my being when I'm doing patience is very sped up. My being when I'm being patient is very slowed down. It's like, hey, we gotta wait. We're gonna wait. And we might draw stuff in between. We might go and make a cup of tea, but it's not gonna be at a frantic pace. And it's not gonna be with the intention of speeding time up or anything like that. It's just gonna be, this is what it is I'm gonna accept that, and I'm gonna leave it alone. That's one example. Another example of being versus doing is um, people are looking for doing solutions to being problems. So mm-hmm. I'll give you a good example of this. Let's pick relationships, right? A lot of people can relate to that. Uh, you know, you're saying, "Oh yeah, my my, I'm jealous. Right? I had this problem before. Uh, it's not, it's not nice. You know, uh, oh, who are you going out with? What time are you coming back?" No, no, no one signed up to have a parent. They signed up to have a partner. So my being there is very jealous, right? The things I do that come from that being jealous are, are horrible, you know, controlling behaviors. But people look for doing solutions to say, well, what can I do instead? No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Go back. Look at your being. How do I drop a jealous way of being? That is where the inner work comes in. That's mm. where you got to drop a lot of your ego around, you know, like, oh, my girlfriend talked to another guy. What the hell does that have to do with you? That's a being. That's not a doing thing. A doing thing is you went over and you pushed that guy. and But that all comes from a dysfunctional way of being first. Your doing always comes from your being. Mm. So it's like uh, another good example to use is, is food, right? Um, when you When you're craving bad foods, you know and you really want to do better in your diet or whatever it is your being if you choose not to eat that food your being is self-love your being is like yeah yeah, i've got myself i'm gonna make sure i don't do that if your being is i need to escape my reality then your doing is going to reflect that you're going to be binging a lot you're going to be doing you're going to be seeking out distractions to compensate for your way of being does that does that answer the question
1: Yes, it does. It does. And <laughs> I think it, it, I heard something really beautiful on a on a podcast this week. It's on a Rich Roll podcast. I can't remember the name of the guest to be honest, but it was the guest that said it. And he said when it comes to being it's about being present and being in the moment. And when you're truly in the moment it's when you're both your body and your mind are in sync with what you're doing right here and right now because more often what we find is that our body is in one place like we're here having this conversation and my mind could easily be thinking about all the other stuff I have to do today or the webinar that I got to host later or what's on my to-do list for tomorrow or what I'm doing on the weekend or whatever but I'm being here because I'm present with this conversation so my mind is with my body by being in this conversation and I think that's another really interesting way to kind of break it down is like when you're being you're truly being in sync with your mind and your body you're not mind in one place body in another you're together in what you're doing and that will give you a lot of reflection in terms of like how you how you output that into the world like you said if you're if you're um the food example you gave if you're if you're wanting to escape your reality you're going to binge on food because it's an it's a it's a quick fix easy dopamine hit whatever such etc. Cetera, cetera, rather than being present with what is it that you're actually feeling and taking care of yourself in that moment
0: and this is exactly where the inner work comes in. You see, like, I saw my way of being when with, with a, a, a woman I met was horrible. It was disgusting to myself. Not to her. It didn't have anything to do with her. And she didn't see any of this stuff. But my way of being to me was horrific. And I was like, what the hell is this? You don't chase women. What the fuck are you doing, man? And that's when it really, like, that's when I realized, oh, I've got some real uncomfortable work to do around this. And we say work, right? What does that actually mean? Because I don't want it to be like uh, a concept. When we say we've got work to do around something. So for me, let's say like it's the food thing. Let's say it's the women thing. Let's say it's the business thing. It could be self-esteem thing. The work is not just, okay, I'm going to talk about it to myself and see what happens. Is catching yourself when you do it. You can't, like, it's very hard to catch yourself before you do something. If you catch yourself after you do something. So for me, the ego thing, right? I talked about I got this massive ego. The way that it's being chipped away slowly is I caught myself. I said something. I snapped at someone. Within an hour, I went back to them. I called them. I was like, hey, uh, I'm sorry for that. And they were like, yeah, what, what happened? And so, yeah, hey, you, you said something. It pressed a button for me on my ego. So I just want to say, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. That's that's an active form of the work. A passive form of the work is also just being mindful of you, okay, I'm being triggered right now, or I'm about to go into this thing. What are my intentions? This is the work. This is, you know, we, we call this like developing self-awareness and whatnot. This is the work. And when you do the work, you see the results, and that's when it gets addictive. That's why all of us call ourselves personal development junkies.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and i think as well it's like if, you, if you're if you someone who who when you say to yourself i need to do the work be it you know whatever business relationships if you're seeing that as a bad thing then change the word you use don't use doing the work say i need to be creative around this situation or i need to have a bit more creativity here or i need to um I'm trying to think of another word. I can't, all I've got is create in my mind, but change the word word you're using for work and use a word that feels nicer to use. And again, like all you're doing is you've got an idea and a concept around what it means to do work based on your concept of the word work itself. Because if you remove that word and the concept that you have and replace it with another one, it will make that process a little bit easier for you. And I think that's one of the things that I always kind of get in my mind is this idea of like, something feeling like work and something feel, feeling like fun. And it's like, the two can be the same, Like there's mm-hmm. no reason why, you know, when I'm having a coaching conversation, that's fun to me. I don't see that as work, although it is my work, you know, when I'm doing a podcast, that this is fun to me, although it's work, it's fun, you know, but we, when we think too much about something being work, we show up in a way that we think we need to show up for it to be, work in inverted commas and it, it, it can almost kill what it is you're trying to achieve from that thing so sometimes just just changing a simple word to something a bit nicer a bit softer like creative or creativity or fun it can change the whole element of how you approach that one thing
0: mm, i think that's the points to like people we, we all have stories around words like if you say pineapple to me, I'm probably going to start smiling at some point because I just love it. But if you ever say pineapple on pizza, you're going to see me with a straight face because I don't get down like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I think, I think one of the things that's really helped me is like understanding that when it comes to slowing down, when it comes to being patient, it's like you're putting a certain trust in what is going to happen. Right. You're putting a certain level of trust and knowing and when you really want to dive deep and go like into that spiritual path and really get down to the nuts and bolts of like being spiritual or whatever you want to call it, believing in God, being whatever religious, whatever you want to call it, being open to the universe, whatever, like there isn't, there is a trusting and, a, and an understanding and a knowing that comes with that. But it's a letting go as well, because you're only ever going to be restricted. We as human beings are only ever going to be restricted to the words that we use like we can't we can't fathom anything beyond our words because we can't describe them we can only describe things through the words we use so when you understand like there is something beyond that there's there is a way that nature works without us having to be able to describe it because more often not we can't like that that still applies to you because you are still a part of nature so it's like having that trust having that knowing and understanding that actually sometimes the words we use are what are restricting us through the concepts and the ideas that we have around what those words mean i'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to listen to that again when, when when we're finished when you when this episode comes out i'm gonna rewind to that exact point i love exact i love that what you said man and uh that's that's the thing you know language is imperfect i could tell you i love you but it doesn't really like it doesn't capture what i feel right now i could tell you that i want to slap you in the face i probably don't really want to slap you in the face but i'm just annoyed you know and we say yeah like the the language we use towards ourselves is gonna be it's gonna determine how we feel about ourselves
1: Mm. and how 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 about the idea of um having nothing on your mind like being being thoughtless (laughs) (laughs) how does that play now
0: now now we're getting now we're getting into the rabbit hole bro
1: (laughs) (laughs) we're taking the listeners in they're coming with us
0: yeah (laughs) All right. So, oh man, I wish I could do the zoom diagram, but I don't have anything set up. Okay. So let's, let's take a thought that someone might have. I'll use myself as an example again. Uh, Let's say I have a thought about I'm feeling guilty because I've been lazy. Right. Let's, let's just use that. I've had that before. Um, And traditional personal development will take my thought of I'm being lazy. Right. So that's here in front of me. Now, Before I had this thought of I'm being lazy, there was nothing in my mind. So I went from a place of nothing to something, right? So this something, modern personal development will take this something and start building on it. Okay, here's some tools and techniques. Let's talk about why you're feeling lazy. What does that mean? Childhood, blah, blah, blah. And we keep going further and further and further with this thought, right? We've got so far away, we can't even recognize the original thing anymore. Now we started talking about, oh, you, you know, you might be lazy because you, you saw a pear fall on the floor when you were six and someone said, don't leave food on the floor. And now, now you're just pe- crazy about pears and being lazy. How the hell did we get there? We just ran, right? If we slowed down instead and we don't do that, we drop the stuff that modern personal development shows us. What, what happened? We went from nothing to a thought about laziness. Doesn't it make more sense instead of building on it with all these tools and techniques and analysis to just drop it and go back to nothing. This is what people really underestimate the, 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 ecstasy of having nothing on your mind. It's not like drugs. It's not like sex. It's not like driving a fast car. It's not like doing a workout and getting the endorphins. This is a totally different level of pleasure this is a different ball game when you give yourself permission to have nothing on your mind it means oh i had a thought right um i'm I'm choosing not to do anything with that thought and the thought might be i'm feeling lazy so what let's let that one go because we do dude. okay let's run a quick poll with the audience right when was the last time no you know what let me rephrase have you ever just yes or no respond to you know text me or alex on instagram wherever? tell me the answer to this question have you ever gone to youtube or google or any other search engine and typed in the question the following question right brace yourself how do i deal with my thoughts about socks or bricks or concrete Or eggs, actually eggs is a charged one. Water, no, that's whatever. Plastic, you you don't do it. Why don't we do it? It's because you're a master of letting those thoughts go. Now, if you do think about brick a lot and you want some help, please contact Alex because he's a great (laughs) coach. He can help you with those thoughts about bricks. (laughs) But this is the thing. You know, when you look at a brick, I've never seen anyone Or have you heard of anyone typing it into Google? Oh my God, I can't stop thinking about it. It had holes in the brick and there was a caterpillar in there. No, it never happens because you just bam, you let it go because it's not important. You don't have stories on. When you look at other thoughts, like I'm being lazy, then another story can come off that. Oh, maybe I'll lose my business because I'm being lazy. And suddenly you're drunk on a thought. Mm. It's like, dude, if you saw me and I was outside your place one day, And I don't drink alcohol. You know I don't drink. And I was drunk, right? I was walking around outside your place. And you're like, hey, Sachin, are you all right? I'm like, listen up, man. You know what I'm about to do? I've got 25 grand. I'm about to spin that shit. Let's go to the stock market. Let's go William Hill. Let's go. Lads are all broke. Let's go. Let's do it. And you'd probably say to me, Sachin, like, you're drunk. Maybe you should just wait until you're sober. Then we can talk about your stock market and all that stuff, right? Because you want me to have a clear head when I go into something, especially something that's important. So similarly with the thoughts about laziness, I can be drunk on my fears around what's going to happen by me being lazy. Instead of being drunk and taking action based on me being drunk, I could wait, not do anything with the thoughts, let them pass and get sober again. Mm -hmm. Then I can take more empowered and inspired action because I've got nothing on my mind it's a blank slate it's like showing a four-year-old a giraffe it doesn't it's never seen it before but now it's excited or now it can look at i say okay you know what yeah i I like giraffes instead of you you know oh you've got to like giraffes otherwise you're not a normal kid well now you've got too much riding on it
1: yeah and i think it it comes down doesn't it to to like you said using the bricks and the socks as an example we don't have any kind of connection or attachment or story or idea based around socks or bricks other than oh that brick's red that big bricks gray or i might wear my blue socks i might wear my white socks because there's nothing else beyond that but when it comes to other things in our lives like you know relationships work you know the whole bucket of stuff i'm not going to list everything we have stories around it we have stories around being lazy stories around being Dumb stories around being not good enough, stories around being great, stories around being, you know, unfit, fat, you know, my hair's long, I need a heck. Like, we have, there's just so much stuff that we have going on in our minds and stories around these things. It's not allowing you to just go, this is just a thought, because that's all it is. And we have something like, I think it's something like 60,000 or up to 60,000 thoughts a day. And 85% of those are negative. And ninety-five percent of those are the same thought that you had the day before. They're just—they're they're just a thought. More often than not, they're neutral. The only time it becomes something beyond neutral is when you attach a story to it that you already have in your mind around what it means to I don't know—drink fizzy water instead of bottled water. I don't know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's like
0: labeling thoughts like that. This one's negative. This one's positive. It's like me looking at the sky drawing a circle on my window and saying, right, I, that's Jeffrey, the cloud, right? I'm gonna track that motherfucker every day from now on. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in my car and I'm gonna drive around looking for Jeffrey. It's stupid. I'm gonna crash. Hey, you gonna follow no clouds, especially in COVID time, you ain't following shit.
1: <laughs> and I think, <laughs> I think, I think, I think what's, what's important as well is to, to, when we're saying like coming from like a mind of nothing, What we're not saying is a mind that just doesn't have thoughts because, frankly, that's impossible. And I think one of the things I've definitely learned through meditation is like it's impossible to silence, in inverted commas, your mind. You cannot silence your mind because you're always going to have the next thought. And that next thought could be about socks. It could be about pizza. It could be about your mate Steve. It could be about the girl that you want to go on a date with. It could be about your to-do list. It could be about anything. But the way that you react to that thought determines the outcome that you're going to then you know go down the the rabbit hole you're going to fall down the the chase you're going to go on or whether you decide to just it's a thought drop it remain present doing what i'm doing be here be now and continue with my day
0: yeah and sometimes we don't see these things as thoughts and that's why we end up going down the rabbit holes like it looks like it's true dude like i made so many assumptions about you know this whole situation i had with this girl And that's why I was just treating it like it was true. I've done the same thing with business. I've done the same thing with everything. I've treated thoughts like they're not thoughts. That's why I've been getting fucked up. So if I, now, like me and Alex are not sitting here like, oh, look at us. We're we're sitting on the mountaintop. We've got it all figured out. It's not like that. It's, we go in and out of this. Mm. We're going to get caught out from time to time. That's why we have coaches. Um, And it's also like you walking your talk is is catching yourself when you make these little errors and not oh no I how dare I make this mistake. I, I thought I was better than this. It's just give yourself permission to, to to not take life too seriously. I have this expression treat life like cats. Um, it just basically means we don't even treat a, would you ever treat a cat like a dog? No, because a dog's gonna look at me and be like oh wow my owner walks me in, and feeds me and oh they must be God, right? The cat look at you like, all right, you know, yeah, I I, I shit in your house and you pick it up. I must be God. Right. You got to treat life like cats. You don't get You don't become a cat's friend by come here. Let's stroke. you. The cat's going to be like, leave me alone, man. Back up. Give me some room. You treat life like cats means you don't chase things. You don't chase thoughts. You don't chase things to come into your life. You let them. So when you want a cat to be your friend, you get comfortable, sit on the sofa, get a blanket, get your popcorn out. Before you know it, the cat's sitting on your shoulder saying, oh, what's, what's going on here? Will you watch match of the day? All right, I'll watch it with you. It's, it's like that with personal development. You can't go out chasing. You can't go out and seek it. It will find you if you get comfortable in the work.
1: Mm. So then what, what advice then or tips would you give to, to someone who does find themselves going on that chase quite a lot you know they have a thought and next thing they know they're they're way down the line of like thinking about whatever it was to relate to something that happened in their past or whatever and they've gone right down that overthinking chase what what would you say to them or you know advice to start doing to sort of recognize that and get back to what we're talking about
0: the first question i would ask them is when was the last time you bought yourself a gift and they might say oh well november 23rd 19 whatever all right cool well do you do you want to give yourself a gift now yeah i would like to such and what's that gift gonna be the gift is gonna be giving yourself permission to drop that shit. and and like it's it sounds really easy but I, the only thing i would invite people to think about is do you want what you say you actually want because sometimes it's easier to play around with our thoughts and analyze our thoughts until the cows come home if you really want what you say you want let's say you want to be you want to have peace of mind well do you actually want it because you spend a lot of your time at war with certain thoughts or uh, you know creating resistance to things that could be in the future the gift that you can give yourself is the permission to not do anything with things that you're thinking about. You know, like I might sit there and be like, oh, well, what if I forget? You know, okay, it's a, here's a side note. There's something about me that people might not know. And this is quite funny, even by my standards. Um, whenever I go to Tesco or Waitrose, wherever the hell I'm doing my shop, uh, the supermarket, I supermarket, nine times out of 10, I'll forget the one thing that I actually went there to go and get. And I know a lot of us can relate to this, so it's a good example to use. I could sit there with that thought and beat myself up over it. So that's doing something with the thought I could try and, you know, Oh, well, it's okay. I could try and talk myself out of it, but that's still doing things with that thought. I'm not going to die because I, I forgot the avocados today. I can go and get them tomorrow or whenever I'm going to go back. That's the main thing now to give to everyone who, who wants to start doing this. Is practice it just once? Give it, see it as you're giving yourself a gift to not have anything on your mind. You know, um, there's a there's a really good magician's trick where um, okay, let's let's say you get one of like some some little thing, right? This is some charging adapter or some shit. Get something like the size of a headphone, and then you do that, and it's gone, right? But it's still obviously it's still in your hand. Shit, um, it's like that with these thoughts. It's like you can show it to yourself, and then be like. <laughs> Where did it go? Oh, we don't, we don't know. Even though you're still holding it in your hand, you, it's like you're just giving yourself permission for it to go. And
1: I, and I think on top of that, I'd I'd add that. Just remember that when you, when you give a thought attention, you're giving it power over you. And when you give it power over you, you're putting yourself under its spell. Oh yeah. This is what I talk about. Like with overthinking, right? Is you can't get over something if you're under it. And if you're under the spell, of a thought you're overthinking it so you need to release yourself from that by like you said giving yourself the permission and, and try not to give the attention to the thought and give it that power so that you become under its spell
0: that's a beautiful way of putting it and like that no no conversation with me would be complete without a crazy analogy so so i'll, I'll i'm happy to drop one in here right now Let's go uh so so it's okay I'll give you the one that uh, I told you before we started recording. Uh when you're really sped up in your thoughts about oh my god what about this and what about you catch yourself overthinking right it's like you're on the merry-go-round but some evil person has cranked the speed all the way up to like a thousand right and you're spinning around like anything and you get off you catch yourself right you realize like something some loud noise or like the dog barks or something Then you caught yourself. So you get off the merry-go-round, but even just straight after you get off, everything's still spinning, you're still disoriented. Don't do anything with that. Just like if you were dizzy in real life, you wouldn't do anything with it. You would just wait until you are clear of mind or you wouldn't get in the car and start driving if you're you're disoriented, right? Same thing, the merry-go-round is you being in the overthinking. When you get off it, that's all you need to do. You just step off and give it a second. And the second could be different for everyone. It gets shorter and shorter the, the more you do this. You step off the merry-go-round, you wait until you're you're norm like you're you're good, you're not gonna be sick, okay? Now we can carry on. But I think a lot of us like we go from the merry-go-round to the bus or to mm-hmm. reversing the car and you crash into something else. It's because you're still swept up in this storm of overthinking
1: hmm yeah i love that
0: there's very rarely is there anything to actually be done with our thoughts
1: yeah so that's a great analogy and and like i think just a great overall message there at the end of like there's nothing to be done with thoughts They're, they're neutral they're they're thoughts you know like you said you don't overthink about your socks or your pe- sometimes your pizza i'm not gonna lie your your bricks
0: yeah, yeah hey man the pizza is a different story because it's a very important part of life
1: <laughs> although, <laughs> although something i've learned is that your your choices are cut a lot shorter when you turn vegetarian <laughs> there's a lot less options yeah. you can have it makes the decisions a bit easier
0: mm, yeah have you seen that episode of the big bang theory where sheldon rolls a dice to make the decisions for him? no oh it's brilliant but like it, it's a similar like I have a similar concept with my life, There's not, there's not a dice. There's just two options. Uh, it's either you like it or you don't. And it goes for so many things. And I, I, I think it would be quite fun to have like a little coin that you flip, say, I like it or I don't. And if, if you like something, okay, I'm going to go and do it. If I flip the coin and I don't like it, it's not because, Oh, I secretly wanted it to show I liked it, but it's just, Oh yeah, that's the, kind of how I felt anyway. So mm. it's fine
1: yeah love that it's like have you have you read um the yes man by danny Mm. wallace it's like that it's like he by eliminating the amount of choices he had of saying no to things he just opened himself up to more things and it's like when you open yourself up to stuff by limiting the choices or options that you have like you know with the dice or the coin or by saying yes instead of when you could have said no you never know where you're going to end up with that and it's again putting that trust and that knowing in that something could come out of it and it's I learned a lot from that book, even though it's not meant to be like a self-help spiritual book, but I did take a lot of learnings from it. So. Mm.
0: The one last thing real quick is um, this, this, uh, this thing about getting more out of life, experiencing love at a deeper level, uh, experiencing more, uh, having less resistance, less on your mind. It all points back to you, your ego trying to cr- clasp onto life and have concrete answers, and make sense out of things, and know what you've got to do next, that all doesn't exist, and when you can embrace that, you can be okay with taking a loss, you can be okay with things not going the way you wanted them to, if you're going to release control, and I'm not saying it's a, oh, we've done it, we've released control, it's a, this, this is what you're seeing in me, what's shifting in me as I'm releasing more and more of the perceived control that I thought I had, which I never did. Mm. And being okay with that, it's like being okay with free falling. You don't need to have the faith that, oh, well, you know, the trampoline is gonna be there. You can't see it, but if you're okay with free falling, you can have a magical experience because you're gonna die anyway, right? <laughs> free falling from the sky, we're all gonna die anyway. Everyone's all free falling anyway. But there's people who are like clutching at clouds trying to say, no, 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 I'm, I'm not free falling. I'm good. I've got some kind of stability. You ain't got shit, chief. That's the most freeing thing I've ever heard. or say. Mm. <laughs> I
1: love that. And and I think in a beautiful full circle moment, it comes back to, doesn't it? That journey within and and deepening that understanding of yourself and why you're trying to do or achieve or expect certain things and outcomes. Look inside yourself and understand that and better that relationship you have with yourself by deepening the understanding you have of yourself and you'll see how life will change
0: Mm. love that man couldn't have said it better myself you're not just a pretty face are you alex
1: sometimes sometimes (laughs) (laughs) i appreciate the time today i know you've got a busy afternoon ahead of you um so to sort of sign out can you let people know where they can follow you online where they can keep up to date you, where they can check out the podcast or the youtube videos which i would highly recommend to people because sachin shares every week and is every week isn't it something that he's learned and it's normally very good analogies and stories so if you've liked this chat you're gonna love his his stuff as well
0: i appreciate that man thank you and thank you for for having me uh yeah so i i'm i make i do a podcast every week i record it it's called um it's just on my own and don't really have guests anymore. I've done hundreds of episodes with guests and hey, man, I like to talk. I've got a big mouth, so why not? Uh, so, yeah, my my podcast is called What I Learned This Week. If you look at my Instagram, it's Spoon of Consciousness. You can check out what I'm doing there. Here's one thing that I want from you. I gave you my time, audience person who's listening, you who's listening to this. Uh, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you giving us your undivided attention while you're taking a walk or driving. Uh, tell... Tell us, either of us, me or Alex, what's one thing that you got from this conversation? So it could be an insight, it could be an idea, it could be something that you took from this conversation. And what's an action that you're going to take based on this thing that you got? So I'll give you a good example. It could be, yeah, that slowing down thing sounds good. I'm going to action that by not speeding this week. Let's see how that goes so i would love to hear that either message myself or alex um and let us know what you got from this that that's the reason why we do this we're not trying to shout into the void <laughs>
1: mm, exactly, exactly. we're both we're both always open to connecting with people so yeah we we love and i know i do personally i know Sachin does love connecting with people who message us so yeah definitely let us know what that learning is and what the action is thank you for the time appreciate you and thank you man we'll catch up lots soon. of love
0: yeah thank you
1: So I hope that you enjoyed that episode. As I said, I really love Sachin's direct style and his funny style as well. He just constantly makes me laugh and but delivers such great learners at the same time. And if you really did like what you heard in this episode, then please be sure to leave a review and even better still, hit that subscribe button so that you get the latest episode straight to your phone. And if you know someone who you think would benefit from hearing this episode, be sure to send them a link or even a screenshot because it's really important that we continue to spread the positive vibes and messages or episodes like this. I started this podcast to help inspire a positive change and you could also be a part of that by sharing it with someone you know. So as ever, you can hit me up on Instagram at I'm Alex Manzi. Thank you for listening to this episode and I will see you for the next one.
0: This podcast is produced by Unedited.